0: Hello, and welcome to Off The Shelf Reviews. I'm so mad excited for this series. And I'm Gary. And today we're going to review and discuss Saw, which released in 2004 from writers Lee Whannell and James Wan and directed by James Wan. Ian, why don't you give us the synopsis?
1: Well, the story follows two guys who have just woken up in an abandoned toilet. We follow Carrie Elwes playing Dr Lawrence Gordon and Lee Wano playing Adam who have both found themselves chained up inside this abandoned toilet. As they start to investigate what has brought them both to this room we start to realise that actually not is all as it seems and that these two are just participants in a larger game. game. So this film probably doesn't really need that much of an introduction,
0: does it? It's one of, if not the most successful horror franchise of the modern time. I don't
1: know, mate. It's almost twenty years since this came out. Yeah, I know, but it's still going. Yeah, well,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, James Wan's name has appeared on a lot of films in the last twenty years. Yeah, yeah. The Conjuring universe and so on and so on. Uh, but these uh, these two writer director friends from from Australia, mm. the moment they finished film school, they were like, "We want to make a movie." What do we do? We know we need to do low budget because we've got no money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so they 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 formulated an idea. They put together a short uh, a short uh, film to demonstrate the idea, mm. which eventually. Lionsgate Cinema picked it up and said, okay, come to America, because no one in Australia wanted to make this movie. So they had to come to Hollywood, and then they were given basically a million dollars near enough to make this film. And apparently, uh, the two of them, or a lot of the uh, cast as well, uh, agreed to work with a a basic low salary, right, right, and then uh, decided to uh, get residuals, essentially, like a very small percentage of the success of the movie. Yeah. And that gamble sure as hell paid off because the film, on a million dollar budget, made hundreds of millions of dollars, spawned a franchise, sequels, video games, everything. And so they were pretty much set for life, yeah. basically taking that gamble. And it's it kind of worked. And it also shows because these two filmmakers bring a lot of energy and passion into the horror genre. So I think it's more than earned. Yeah. Especially based on their efforts in this first film, which, you know, was shot in 18 days. The writer, uh, Lee Wanell, had to actually design Billy the Puppet himself in his wow. own room. nice. You know, they they literally, when they wrote the script, I think it was originally going to be in an elevator.
1: Oh, right, yeah. But, you know,
0: they were like, no, we, we got a bit more money, so we're going to have this one set. Yes. This bathroom set, which is pretty much iconic now with with the Saw franchise, with the premise of two people in this room, chained to it, and they've been given these rusty saws to not cut the chains, <laughs> yeah. but their feet. I was like, yeah, that that premise alone is enough to get you interested in wanting to see this film.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I remember this this film dropped and, you know, people were coming up to me saying, oh, Ian, you really like horror movies. You're going to love this movie. It's got these two guys. They're they're trapped in this room. um, They're chained by their feet and they have to cut their feet off to obviously escape. And immediately, you know, that idea... Went word of mouth through everybody, and before you knew it. Because you're just like, what would
0: I do in that position? That's
1: it. But before you knew it, Saw immediately started to get this kind of torture porn ideology slapped to it which i agree but i think it came a year or so later by like
0: saw two and three point because
1: at that point we also had hostile series starting yeah, yeah we did we did and and it's it, it was just the idea that audience members didn't want to go see the film because word of mouth was telling you that you were going to see this guy chop his foot off and so much like texas chainsaw massacre and some other classic horror movies you know People didn't want to go see it for that reason, but then people rushed out to see it for the exact same reason. So I didn't actually see the film until it came out of cinema, and then it was on DVD. Um, but I already had my ideas, and I, I'm not going to I'm not going to say these ideas now because it will spoil the movie. But there were certain things in the movie where I was like, "Well, if I was the director, this is what I would do to have it all pay off." Um, but it, it it starts so well and. I I hadn't actually seen this film in a long time. Like I've seen Halloween a lot more than I've seen Saw and I love Saw, but I never needed to go back and watch it because immediately I've already got the idea and the premise in my head, you know, especially with this first one. We have, you know, this this character Jigsaw being hunted by the police. You know, he likes to he likes to kidnap people and put them in these really obscure kind of over-the-top elaborate trap, death traps, basically. And especially with the first couple of kills that we see in this movie, you know, the the later sequels would give you more clues of how you could get out your game. But in this one, especially, I was saying to Gary before, like the barbed wire man um, and the candle guy, who's covered head to toe in some kind of flammable material, you know, these two guys are just completely written off right at the beginning. They're fucking <laughs> dead. But the way I understand how the game would have been, you know, especially the candle guy with a room full of glass all over the place, he would have had some clue how to help him get well, out of the room. I
0: mean, he was told, wasn't he? Like, that somewhere on the walls is the combination to your <laughs> safe, but the walls were covered in numbers. Well, fucking numbers! Like, oh, how I... do you know which is the right numbers? What well, like, you poor that's, bastard? That's it. And they like... find his charred remains. And they're sort of like, oh. oh. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh... I feel like in rewatching this film, this actually felt like an anthology movie and the wraparound story is Adam and Lawrence in this this bathroom chained up yeah. talking to each other yeah. and then we get flashbacks and then we get flashbacks within flashbacks We do, yeah. And, well I mean the entire franchise would continue with that trend so much so that you're just like now where in point in time am I? <laughs> like I need a date to pop up Ian, I don't know about
1: you <laughs> no, yeah, well, weirdly enough the whole time while I was watching this film I'm like oh so they just set Saw in the Seven City <laughs> right. right, well yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah. We never know it is that. Cube meets seven you know <laughs> and
0: uh i i have to say like the intro to the film it, it like straight away you, you get your mind going like what how did he get in there where are they who put them there what are they trying to do yeah what must they have done to have earned to be tied up down here and uh it's adam who wakes up in the bathtub yeah the water's still he wakes up panics we see something flush down the hole and then he gets out and then he starts you know questioning where he is why he's tied up He ends up calling out in the dark. They get the lights on. They see each other. And I'm just like... And there's also a dead body in the ground with blood everywhere. He's got a gun in his hand and a tape recorder in the other. I'm like, how did Adam get in the bathtub? Yeah because lawrence as we find out was already awake at this point so yeah did he, he clearly didn't get in there in himself he was asleep or he was passed out or drugged and he just woke up but with a dead guy there so did somebody place him in there then well, get it. out of the room i mean clear? how or?
1: drugged would he have to be to be placed in the water and not, not wake, wake up, up. In, instantly yeah. but still enough drugged to wake enough up before that he, he yes yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah it's a it's a bit like it's the first thing that happens in the film so you you already think about how he's there. Not yeah. you, When you start thinking about it, it
1: doesn't quite work, but you kind of just forgive it, I think. Cause... And, and this is what I love about the Saw franchise. And, and you know, the little joke about I needed a timestamp and thing. This movie, this horror franchise, actually brought life back to horror movies for me because it wasn't so formulaic. You know, I had to actually question. I had to ask. I had to wait for the movie to explain as it went along exactly what what was happening. Yeah, okay, there were still questions, I'd be like, oh, well that doesn't work, and that doesn't work, but, it was like the writers actually had an idea um, but didn't want you just just to switch your brain off and go with it. You know, they wanted you to actually ask your questions yourself. I absolutely think that's what
0: kind of helps elevate this as, you know, from generic horror yes. thriller fair. Yeah. Is that there is something to think about and yeah, as we go into it, there is kind of a morality to it.
1: Yeah, yeah that is, it's brilliant. <laughs> I love the morality behind this because we, you know, we we find Adam and, and Lawrence Gordon sat there Talking to each other, and, and and Carrie Elwes, you know, plays it so well. Like his, uh like he had done well in in his movie career, but he had dropped off the public image for a little while until all of a sudden he, we find him chained up in a fucking bathroom somewhere. And yet it's he and Danny Glover them uh, himself as well. They bring kind of a bit more gravitas to the Saw franchise in this first movie. We don't really get it anymore in the later sequels. But in this one, it really does work, especially with the fact that, you know, that Dr. Lawrence Gordon kind of does explain to Adam a little bit. And and, and, and and kudos to Adam as well, played by Lee wano He's not an actor.
0: Yeah, this is his first time acting, yeah. This is his
1: first time acting. But he plays the scared, um, you know, uh, photographer, has no idea why he's there, hasn't done anything wrong in his life at all. Why the fuck is he chained here kind of thing. He is kind of the innocent, which which is nice. And you so you're like, immediately you're like, well dr gordon's the bad guy but as the film would go on you actually start to realize actually they're kind of both innocent they've well, just made some bad choices well yeah i
0: mean when they do finally work out how to get the tape player out of the dead man's hands and they play the tape and adam is literally put down by jigsaw it's just like you're a layabout you're a waste <laughs> of life you don't appreciate what you got you're you know good for nothing like just kill yourself <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh now i see you as a strange next of someone angry yet apathetic but mostly just pathetic. So are you going to watch yourself die today, Adam? Or do something about it? Here, give me the tape player. I need to hear what he has to say about me. <laughs> it's like, oh, we've got your family. And if you don't kill Adam with by six o'clock, your family's dead and you'll never get out of here. And it's like, whoop oh, shit. Well... So Adam has basically been told, you know, because they, they've also found these these saws as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, they tested. They're not going to cut through the metal. Uh, and so they, they kind of have the realization that he needs to cut himself free and get out before the other guy gets himself free and kills him to save his family. Yeah. But the two of them are kind of not wanting to believe that right yet. So they, they kind of work together. But that is, you know, in an audience member, it's in the back of your mind the whole time. And it also makes you set up to not quite trust Dr. Lawrence. Of of the two of them, he's the one who comes across as the shadiest. And I also think it's down to some of the film language as well. Mm. James Wan very meticulously chose to film Dr. Lawrence with a more of a static tripod kind of camera yes, yes, so yes. that it kind of resembles some form of control. Yeah. Yet all of the shots with Adam are handheld. All shaky. They're shaky, they're close up, then they're wonky. And that shows the panic, the anxiety, the energy, or the difference between the two just through the camera work. Yeah. So it kind of puts you more in Adam's place than it does Lawrence's, yeah. which I thought was 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 quite interesting. And it's also then Dr. Lawrence who starts to go, I think I know where we are. I have a feeling, you know, this is a jigsaw trap. And then we cut to our, our first flashback yeah. where we follow Detective Tapp, who is investigating uh, these gruesome series of killings yeah. following the jigsaw killer, as we find out about the guy in the barbed wire. We find out about the guy in the glass room who gets set on fire. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's the uh, Shawnee Smith, the Amanda storyline. Yeah. Which I think is one of the great sort of... You know vignettes within this film, and especially I think it is the Saw franchise's most iconic, iconic. trap. Yeah. Uh, and you know, like, bear traps are nothing you know new in the horror genre, but a reversed Reverse bear, bear trap. trap
1: inside your mouth.
0: Yeah. I was like, now that is awesome, and it looks homemade. Like all of the contraptions, the gears, it doesn't look professional. It yeah. looks wonky yeah. and like it could fall apart. Yeah. But the whole idea of the timer on it as well, and the fact that the key is hidden—that's the game. But that's it. How long has she got? I think it's like a minute or two. But right, like so film she, time stretches. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. You know. like
1: she completely stretches out. Like like she, she she's in her chair, she gets up, the, the the wire pulls up, so the timer immediately starts. Yeah. We get those weird early two thousand flashy kind of quick edit fucking jumps all over the place. So you know, shows you like 30 seconds can happen really, really quickly in a minute. You know? <laughs> right. I just want to say, this film as
0: well, they had a lot of problems in the editing stages of the film. Oh, wow. Uh, in terms of, it was shot, like I said, in 18 days. They rushed production. Yeah. And then when they were editing the film, they were like, oh, we don't have that shot. Or we don't have coverage of that. We don't have any coverage of this. Uh, we don't have any money to get all the actors back. No. So, So, uh, oh. hey, Lee Whannell, uh put this wig on. It's mostly the actor, the, the writer, director in a lot of... Fake shemp shots. Yeah. If you don't see the face, yeah, it's probably them filling in th- in the costume. I was like, I that's, that. that's how they tried to save it in editing. But also, in the editing stages, they realized that the film kind of lacked a little bit of punch. Yeah. So they punched up some of those traps to give them that frenetic, frightened energy yeah, to it. Yeah. And I don't like it. I, I, I like the camera doing the 360 around. Yeah, I yeah. that was cool. But yeah. the amount of times the camera just edits in and out, in okay, and out, yeah. and shakes so violently. I was just like, are you trying to cover something up here? Are you trying to pad out? Like, for me, yeah. it was so jarring. And so, I don't know. It, for me, it, it literally broke the immersion it, uh, to the point where I'm like, oh, you're doing a movie thing.
1: Yeah, if, it honestly felt like padding. because. But then in comparison to when you've got um, Adam and and dr gordon in there in the bathroom that that can be quite slow yeah so that when you jump away you want to give your whatever information really really quickly so that you can get back there so you can keep the pacing the story going yeah so yeah i can understand not liking those quick flashing because they can be you know, grating on the eyes, but I can also understand why they had to do it quick. It is the vibe or it is
0: kind of like the feel this film sets up. Yeah, so, and it it remains consistent, so I can't kind of like oh they only did it the once so yeah but they did it throughout. So I'm like, it's it's fine, it's part of the film. Yeah. But uh what I do want to go back to is Amanda's game is then to get the key out of her cellmate's body which means she has to use this tool to cut them open. I was like, now, I, like you said, I I love the morality kind of game yeah, that, yeah. that that Jigsaw was trying to set up. Like, how was that other prisoner's kind of... What was his redemption? What was his game? Oh, wait, that's just murder.
1: Well, I think they tried to explain it later on that he was the drug dealer selling the drugs to Amanda, and so she had to actually take him out to get away from her own addiction because she, you know... uh. Spoilers in in, in Saw Two, they go into a little bit more about her drug addiction. But yeah, I'm exactly the same. Where I look at the question mark on that guy's belly, and I'm thinking, if if she'd been a little bit more concentrating, le- less panicky, she might have been able to just to cut into his stomach because I think the key's in his stomach. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, like, how she was ever going to get that without, yeah, killing this guy. Um, unless actually that is the, her choice. Mm-hmm. You know, she can either die or he can die. One of them has to die, you know, but Jigsaw doesn't really kill them. Well, I'm sure
0: that drug dealer's really getting a new lease on life. Like, he's really learned from his mistakes. Wow, no, I mean, you yeah. <laughs> know. Congratulations, you are still alive. Most people are so ungrateful to be alive, but not you.
1: Not anymore. Jigsaw works in mysterious ways. Um, but that's that's the thing that, that that Danny Glover kind of brings with his Detective Tap um, storyline, is that he wants to find Jigsaw and he's closer than anybody I think has ever been in the entire franchise, really. He's right there, but he believes it's Dr. Gordon. And so we do actually see him and Ken Lung playing Detective Singh, um, questioning Dr. Gordon. Wondering if he's um if he's ever been involved in anything like this. The the uh, Dr. Golden even sees Amanda after she's dealt with her trap. Um and so as the film goes on, you you notice a lot of red herrings. Like they give you a bit of information, you go, oh, oh it's not that oh wait it's that oh it's not that oh wait it's not that and and that will become a, a staple for the franchise yeah. throughout the series
0: but being a fan of the TV show Lost right right yeah when you see Michael Emerson it pop up in just a background I'm like <laughs> don't trust him don't trust he's him he's got yeah. an untrustworthy face <laughs> yeah. oh wait that's the guy that's kidnapped uh, Lawrence's family yeah that's the guy that uh, they're kind of following and got, and got these camera shots of I'm like yeah there's something wrong with that guy yeah knew it would be him um, and, uh, and because also we see them when they're in the bathroom, they end up breaking away one of the walls, yeah. revealing a camera in there. So yeah. they know they're Two-way being camera. watched. Yeah. Uh, and it's because detective tap is following Dr. Gordon. Yeah. Uh, that's how he becomes clued in that it might be zip who is then
1: involved. And so he ends up following him as well. Yeah. I mean, I love, love the flashback because when, um, detective Singh and detective tap, um, they do actually catch up. With Jigsaw at the They see um,
0: some graffiti in one of the Saw tape videos,
1: they don't do, they? And they and match it up to a the gang they, territory. Yeah. Or... They localise it to a gang tor- territory. They get to the warehouse. They come across this guy who's been trapped in a chair. Um, Jigsaw turns up, brilliantly cloaked. You know, the film, film hides you the revelation very very well and i think that's that's been a staple for me with the entire franchise i know a lot of people dropped out very easily but for me what kept the movies going for me was the mystery i had to wait to the end to work out how it all made sense um and so like they're there they they come across this guy locked in his chair they come across jigsaw they've got him at gunpoint they've got him arrested and jigsaw starts the trap and says to them, look, you can either capture me or we can capture a fucking, or you can save this guy. And, you know, you sat there like, why didn't fucking just Danny Glover just shoot Jigsaw in the ankle? And be like, well, he tried to escape, so we yeah. saved him. Um, but he runs off, Jigsaw runs off. Sing manages to shoot the fucking trap before he yeah. kills the guy. Um, and it's, I, I thought this was one of the um, brilliant kind of switches in the story. Because Jigsaw pulls out a knife and slices Detective taps throat. So Danny Glover is incapacitated. He's you know, he's almost dying and Singh chases after Jigsaw and as he's running around the corner he shoots Jigsaw in the back and as he's making his way to the body, he trips a tripwire and there's just fucking shotguns lined on the fucking ceiling. And if you ever played the video game <laughs> Yeah oh God. Those are everywhere, <laughs> those are everywhere <laughs> <laughs>
0: Now, it is a great sequence and obviously we don't see the entire gory mess. Now, no, that's one of the things enough, I realise yeah. is like even like the unrated or director's cut of this film is nowhere near as gory as the rest of the franchise. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, I don't see why this one would have earned torture porn as a title. I don't think... Uh, Hosto
1: like said, at exactly, the time. Exactly. I think it, it's much,
0: much the later ones. But I think this one has been now unfairly categorised in there. Yes, uh, yes, Despite it not being as overly graphic as you might think. I just want to go back to the sequence when Tap and Sing have got this prisoner, they've uncovered him, and they're like, we're going to get you out of there. And they hear the elevator coming up, and they're like, no, let's put the sheet back on, and let's go and hide and see how this plays out. <laughs> what kind of stupid idea is that like well we need to catch him in the act i'm like you've already got him prisoner <laughs> He's Like, he in his warehouse like i was like oh god that was the most stupidest decision you could have made right yeah. there just, um, just shot him as he came the but anime. it turns out that he gets fired from law enforcement after this it because does. we realize how much time has passed like i said the film plays with time quite a bit yeah and you you kind of make these observations when you see him kind of grizzled and muttering to himself almost in insanity yeah, as yeah. his room is covered in newspaper it's clippings. It's
1: got to be couple, at least a couple of years.
0: Exactly, yeah,
1: since his partner died. So that
0: lets you know, like, all of the events that we're seeing in all these, well, their flashbacks, clearly, all take place before these two have woken up in this bathroom tied to a metal pipe.
1: Yeah. But the pacing of the movie has gone on really quite well because, like, we've got until six o'clock um, for, for Dr. Gordon to kill Adam. There's a clock in the room that we can follow. We're following Zepp as well, um, who's observing the two of them in the room, and he's got a timer going on him as well. And so you're just you're just flowing with the movie as it's as it's going towards the end. Um, and when um, Dr. Gordon actually gets hold of the uh, his mobile phone. He, he has his flashback of how he ended up there and how he got captured. You know, we f- see the first introductions of the pig person. Same with Adam as well. Adam was like, he was at home. Um, he and was he's developing around.
0: pictures of
1: Lawrence. I love that. Yeah, I love that using the camera, the flash to try to light up the room. And you realize that actually, yeah, Adam has been following Dr. Gordon. Um, and you believe at first, like I remember the first time I watched it, you believe it could be the wife who set up um adam to follow the doctor because she believes that her husband is having an affair and he has been um but then we actually find out that the doctor is actually trying to stop the affairs because he's uh he's, he feels guilty towards his wife so he wants that to stop but the wife hasn't hired adam it's actually detective tap who's hired adam because he believes that um the doctor is jigsaw and so you're just like whoa okay all these people, like as an audience member, all these people are trying to capture each other because they all believe that each other is the bad yeah, guy. It really is, but and like yet none of mass- them are.
0: It's like a massive who done it yeah. at this point. Like you don't know who to trust because they're only giving each other so much information. So it, it works out that the two of them that woke up in this bathroom kind of kn- well, one knew the other one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And they both yeah. knew who, who Tap was because one's been interrogated by him, one's been hired by him, uh, and so they start to unveil like what's actually happened and what's going on and who's pulling the strings. Yeah. And, of course, there's points where, you know, Dr. Lawrence had the opportunity to poison Adam. He had this message that he got in a secret wall when the lights were turned off, told him about the poison in the blood, whereas then he had the wallet moment where, you know, Adam ends up going through the wallet, finding the picture and finding the note and knowing about his family for real because of the Polaroid. Um, So all of that stuff starts to add with attention and mess with these two characters, whether they can trust or not trust each other, whether they're going to kill or not kill each other. Um, But, yeah, there's... uh, the moment where Detective Tap ends up turning up because he's following who he thinks is the jigsaw killer, mm-hmm. gets to the apartment to find Zip in there holding the family hostage, and they have a bit of a shootout. Yeah. They, I mean they both go through their entire ammunition and don't hit any, they don't <laughs> yeah. hit each other at all. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> well, they're both like,
1: terrible shots.
0: I'm like, this guy's an ex-detective. Like it would oh, clearly he's not been to the firing range in some time. <laughs> and and Dr.
1: Gordon can hear all this over the phone, so That's he's right. starting to
0: freak out. Yeah, because he thinks his family's done for here. Um, but yeah, the, the wife and child managed to
1: get away. That's, that's it. They're, 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 they're racing towards the warehouse where um, uh, Dr. Gordon and Adam are. And we're also cutting back to Dr. Gordon has actually took upon himself to take one of the saws and cut for his own ankle to try to save his wife. And the, the crazy thing is, I, I, like watching through the sequence again, it's more Evil Dead 2 than actually like yeah. any of the other Saw franchises because you watch him initially start to cut. So you see the prosthetic leg, you see the blood, and then you cut to Carrier was his face and then to him holding onto his shirt, you know, grimacing through pain that he's cut through his own ankle. We've got Adam screaming in the background watching this because he hates blood and doesn't like dead bodies. So just the intensity and the volume of the audio for this sequence can stick with you and, and, and you can see why you know, audience goers would then leave the cinema telling everybody, oh my God, I watched a guy cut his own foot off and stuff like that. Like I was sat there and I was like, no, doesn't he bash his foot in? But it turns out that's another movie in the franchise. We'll get to that one. Yeah, I think that's Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but Zip turns up um, and races into the room and he's just like, look, I'm really sorry, but, uh, you know, I have to kill you. yeah you're too late
0: it's gone six you had like six seven hours to do this yeah
1: (laughs) you know i have to kill you now because if not something will happen to me and adam well he yeah he's pulled the gun uh, fucking the doctor's pulled a gun out and shot adam but only shot him in the shoulder and so then adam gets the toilet seat lid and just bashes zepp's fucking head in just fucking kills him and dr gordon's just like i'm bleeding to death yeah
0: i'm gonna go get some help i'm gonna go get some
1: help (laughs) you know i have to go get some help um i'll be back and so he crawls up the the corridor and so as an audience member you're kind of sat there like well hold on a minute dr gordon's obviously not the bad guy he's just injured himself to get out of the room Zepp's dead adam's still chained up what's going on and that's when the body in the middle of the room starts to move now i said this at the start of the review I, i figured it great time to bring up now as an experienced horror fan watching horror movies for years i remember people seeing saw and then come to me going two guys are locked in a room you know uh, one of them's a killer and they've only got a dead body in there who's the killer so i used to go well it has to be the dead body well why well because the other two guys are fucking chained up All right, obviously <laughs> for me in the experience watching tv if a camera lingers on a character for longer than three minutes in a in a film or TV show, that character has an integral fucking part in the it's whole all story. All those years
0: of watching Columbo and yeah, Columbo, <laughs> Murder She yeah. Monk, CSI, <laughs> Hawaii Five-O. There's an extra. They got
1: a close-up that's never been in a previous episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll just drop a guy's name for no fucking reason and see if it pays <laughs> off, you know? Yeah, but
0: it's the whole shock of he's alive. Oh, he no, had a, He was. had a prosthetic on and he wasn't really gunshot dead. But I was like, but why? Why did he lay there for seven
1: hours? Um, Because like what Dina Meyer had said, uh, the detective lady, she had said that uh, Jigsaw liked to observe his his victims, which... He looked pretty comatose. He looked pretty dead. Yeah, well, yeah he had <laughs> so to pretend yeah. to be. The way he'd explained it is that the person on the floor had put, had enough poison in their bloodstream that suicide was the only option. So he was laying in the poison? No, no, no. Basically, he had injected himself with something to make him look dead. Yeah, So if yeah, they checked yeah. it I can po- believe that, yeah. He would have been dead. The blood pool... On the floor had poison in it. Yeah, that he would that he dipped the cigarette into, and he could have given it. And the gun had one bullet. He had no. It had no bullets. It had no oh, bullets. Oh, he no, was, he, 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 was, the, he was
0: given the bullet in this package. Right, so, yeah. so he
1: got the bullet to put in the gun. So so jigsaw being there on the floor um, is just I don't know. Is it like
0: hiding in plain sight? You know. Just, yeah. Uh,
1: he he. I, I suppose the game is supposed. To, if if the key hadn't gone down the plug hole. Hmm. At the beginning, which Gary and I have been questioning this right from the start of the fucking review, is like, if that plug, if that key hadn't gone down the plug socket, uh, the plug hole, sorry, um, Adam would have been able to unchain himself immediately right at the start. Oh yeah, yeah, and just walk out and and game over. Well, no, not really. Walk out. The room would have still been locked. Yeah. But then it would have probably have given the doctor more insight to shoot him.
0: Maybe, yeah. But he would have had to have cut his ankle out by then because he had to get to the gun. He didn't even know... He didn't have the bullet at that time, so... But that's it, yeah. He you... would have got out, no problem. Yeah, it just... Um, at that point, maybe he would have just given Lawrence the key, and they both would have walked out because they wouldn't have really known what was going that, on. That's it. That's it. Because <laughs> Jigsaw will be laying there, wake up in seven hours, like where'd it go? Because,
1: yeah, because Jigsaw <laughs> kind of gets up, pulls it through, and we start to see all the flash and images, pointing out all the yeah. information that the movie's been feeding us that we might not have picked up before, all the loose yeah. herrings, or the red, or the red arrows, and all that kind of shit. Um, to the point where he just gets up and goes, Well, the the key for that chain is in the bathtub, and it flashes to show that it's gone down the plug hole. And Adam's fucking freaking out. And he just goes, game over. And walks up to the door and shuts the door. Ah! Ah! Game over. Ah! 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 And leaves him in the dark. Yeah, the
0: end. It end <laughs> it's like i mean you're still reeling like first time watching the film still reeling from the the twist the shock ending the so when you hear yeah. the screams fading out as the credits start up you're just like yeah you know what? it's kind of a typical horror movie right just the, the killer that way. survived yeah killer the killer survived, survived and so got away yeah. at
1: the end of the first one yeah Yep. Yeah.
0: yeah yeah it's quite it really is quite satisfying um you know the way that it all comes together and i think it also really helps that the uh the, the music in the film it's been fairly subdued yeah it's kind of been uh, it's kind of it has an industrial sound to it it matches the film's visuals very well yeah but it's not memorable in the slightest like I couldn't I... couldn't tell you about any of the music for the entire film except this ending except when
1: that saw tune
0: the saw tune kicks in it I think it, it's um it's named after zip mm. uh, and when that tune kicks in like it becomes synonymous now with the entire franchise so I was like that score, that bit and apparently the the composer had very little time to yeah. even write the music
1: for it but he nailed it with that That's theme up, right? the guy who did fucking aliens has used the same piece of music for like five James movies <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what were your favourite scenes from Saw I've um, I I've always really loved the traps I've always thought the traps are a really great idea so the wire guy at the beginning I think is a great effect I mean it, it's obviously it's a it's a model body in there, but the idea of them looking at it and saying that he sliced his gut open and his stomach's acid to split out and stuff like that is absolutely disgusting. Uh, the burnt corpse with the glass in the room and the numbers, you know, it just always just made me wonder, like, exactly what, what, why they had to be put in there, what did they, what was their crime they to put into this, this trap and how to get back out and things like that. Uh, Carrie Elwes uh, and Lee Wanner with their sequences um, in the room are just really iconic especially if it's setting up the entirety of the Saw franchise you know the, the the finding of the tapes and playing them against each other you know listening to the information like that little part where he's just like look throw me your tape and he doesn't want to but he's like look, i'm not throwing you the tape recorder because i might damage it so they have to listen to each other's information um you know the the the, the flashbacks i think just are, are brilliant, especially the whole sequence where uh, Danny Glover and his partner chase after Jigsaw. You are almost getting the killer, and then blam, fucking double barreled shotguns to the head. And just the uh, just the last revelation. You know, it's it's a staple for the Saw franchise that you know you've sat through an hour and a half of the movie. And now the movie's just going to fill you in on all the information that you didn't pick up. And here's the explanation why and why Jigsaw has done what he's done and then closes the door. And the guy's still screaming and you're like, I need the second movie to fucking explain more. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's so many memorable moments in the film. First thing I want to bring up is Tobin Bell, who is the star of the franchise. Yes. Yet has, does, you know, his face down in a pile of blood this entire <laughs> this movie. Entire time. So granted, he's in flashbacks, but he's covered. He doesn't. We don't get to see his face. We don't get to see him perform very much. But what I do have to give him credit for is that that is not a dummy at any point laying down in the blood in that bathroom. Wow, really? Tobin Bell spent day in, day out during filming... Laying there, because wow. true professional, he yes. wanted to be in that room, in that role. So I'm like, that's awesome. Why he decided that his character <laughs> needed to be there for reasons, <laughs> I don't quite know. But I'll go with the fact that you know, it looks cool, makes it looks a cool good. twist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, of course, I'm gonna bring up Shawnee Smith. You know, she 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 did one day of filming. Yeah. But yet, I think is one of the most memorable scenes in the entire film. She really sold. That predicament, that trap, and then the aftermath where she's being questioned about it, and be like, actually, Jigsaw helped me, you know. But I, I think she delivered it in a, in a really in a really believable way. I
1: actually read as well that um, she never wanted to do horror movies, but she got hired by James Wan because he actually fancied her. <laughs> well, yeah, he had a
0: crush on her he when he was in school. So yeah. when when the casting agent asked him. Who, who should they go for he, he had as a joke said oh get get shawnee yeah. and then then they did and then he's then like oh, oh. <laughs> okay <what are> you? <laughs> that's a brilliant bit of casting yeah she really really worked in it and of course he would have known it actually set her up for like a bigger role in the franchise sorry.
1: yeah you better hurry
0: up live or die make your choice of course, you mentioned the traps. I'm going to mention the traps again. The barbed wire trap, it's memorable because of the predicament. The guy in the glass room, it's memorable because of the predicament. You constantly feel like with escape room type scenarios, mm. like what would you do? How would you survive? Could you survive? So that, that whole kind of setup is kind of part of the audience participation and playing the game. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's gruesome and horrible and your imagination does most of the work. Yeah, Detective Singh uh, walking across that tripwire. Like, we see it set up, you know it's going to come, and then boom. Boom. And then, of course, seeing Jigsaw get up at the end of the corridor and stumble off, you're just like, ah. Yeah. (laughs)
1: This
0: is not our favourite scene. As a matter of fact, I think it's the most awful scene in the entire film, but it's certainly memorable. And that is the car chase Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, you may <laughs> realize that there move? are no exterior shots in the entire film. No, Actually, no, there's not. one or two with a car pulling up outside a building, yeah, like maybe yeah, yeah. twice. Yeah. Uh, but they couldn't afford exterior shots because of lighting and sound and all that stuff, yeah. so they just kept it all internal. So, in order to achieve this effect, they both got one car at a time into a garage. All the lights off, yeah. put some lights on, got some smoke machines on, and yeah. then shook the car a bunch <laughs> and then sped up the footage. Yeah. So yeah, the cars aren't going anywhere. No, I didn't think so. So I was like, yeah, okay, I I like the old school kind of no budget mentality to make it, but the way it's edited oh it's so jarring and awful yeah. it's like it's just another one of those things like the edits of the other trap but like you said it's
1: like oof. any exterior shots would try to cement the location of where we are and True. this movie has kept the seven mystery of the yeah. city for so long yeah we've got yeah. to keep it going but,
0: uh, yeah it was just so oh that, that chase scene if you call it that <laughs> Um, I also have to say, I, I really like Kerry Elwes, but his acting in this film, like sometimes he's giving a solid performance and then sometimes he's hamming it up to the <laughs> highest heavens. And then the scene where he's on the phone to his wife and he's sobbing and crying and laying on the floor and I'm just like, man, like you are overacting the hell out of this. Like it's fine, but man it's so jarring
1: he doesn't like princess bride anyway i so
0: really anyways. like carrie elwis <laughs> uh but his performance <laughs> in this was like considering lee Winnell is a first time actor i think yeah, he is. like it does, an he does an incredible job he does an incredible job and it actually stat- makes carrie elwis stat- like look bad in places kind of yeah yeah And yeah.
1: yeah. do you recommend saw i do recommend saw um i think it's just a, a- A brilliant start for a franchise. And if they'd never made any more sequels after this movie, I think the movie would have stood out just on its own. Um, The fact that the idea behind Jigsaw is just so refreshing. You know, he's not a killer. He's not a murderer. He's not a psychopath. He's not any of these things that we're so used to. What he is, though, is he's a guy with some society problems who takes said problems and puts it in a weird trap and then says, escape or die. And so then it's really down to you. Really? So, yes, I definitely recommend Saw 1.
0: Yes, I'm also going to be recommending Saw. It's an instant classic with a great premise, tight direction, memorable scenes and a surprise twist and the start of one of horror's most successful film franchises. The film has a great pace and it gets right to the central premise or puzzle while building the mystery as the gruesome traps keep you shocked and invested. And gave Elwes, he gave a decent performance and Lee Winnell was rather convincing as actor and filmmaker uh, worth watching future projects for. You know, great start for both him and director James Wan in creating a modern day horror icon, the Jigsaw Puppet. The film has clearly some budget issues. Most notable was the the lack of exterior shots, some comical editing and some action scenes, but you'd hardly believe it was all under a million dollar budget as the sets and the cinematography worked really well. I didn't particularly like some of the flashing quick edits during the traps as I felt it was overdone. You know, it was too jarring and distracting, but it suited the film okay. The score was also okay, but its final theme The instantly recognisable Saw theme by Charlie Clouser is fantastic. It works really, really well. So yeah, it's not as gory as I remember. It holds up really well and it's a must-watch for horror fans. It's great, well-done horror that achieved so much with so little. Live or die, make your choice. Thanks for watching Off The Shelf Reviews.